1: Or wherever you get
2: your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner.
0: Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was good?
2: But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze Americano! Huh?
0: Oh. Gene!
2: Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David.
4: teething can be a real nightmare for your little ones. Highlands Naturals Baby Oral Pain Relief Tablets can help ease the pain. Its gentle, natural, active ingredients like chamomile and arnica soothe your baby's mouth and gums. Made with ingredients derived from plant minerals and other sources free of harsh chemicals, you can count on Highlands for serious pain relief for your teething baby. Highlands is a kinder way to care for teething. Visit highlands.com kind. That's H-Y-L-A-N-D-S dot kind. Claims based on traditional homeopathic practice, not accepted medical evidence, not FDA evaluated.
0: Hi, I'm Ebony Monet. And I'm Rick Schwartz.
5: And we're here from the San Diego Zoo Wildlife Alliance, the global conservation organization behind the world-famous San Diego Zoo and Safari Park.
0: And together, we're excited to announce the podcast, Amazing Wildlife.
5: Hear incredible stories about wildlife and the global efforts to save it as we explore the connection between humans, wildlife,
2: and the environment.
0: Listen to Amazing Wildlife on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Ease your mental and physical stresses with the natural ingredients of Infinite CBD. Our CBD products are all manufactured in-house, infused for consistency, and available in a wide range of easy-to-use forms. Visit InfiniteCBD.com and start feeling better
4: today.
6: It is so warm in my neighborhood today that I thought... I would just get some water in this little pond and cool off my feet.
7: In May of 1969, Mr. Rogers' neighborhood has only been on TV for a little more than a year. Mr. Rogers arrives to his house carrying a kiddie pool. Let's now go get the water, all right? Of course, it's not a hot summer day. Mr. Rogers is taped in a soundstage at WQED in Pittsburgh— and the episode aired early in May, so it was probably taped somewhere around mid-April, if not earlier.
6: Some children think that when you grow up, you don't really
7: care for cool water on your feet on a hot day. And I can tell you, as a Pittsburgh native, April in Pittsburgh is not summer. But I do, yeah. So, why is Fred so hot? Oh, there's Officer Clements. Hi, Officer Clements. Come Hello, in. Roger. Come will not you sit
6: down?
7: Oh, sure. Officer Clemens is the friendly neighborhood cop who stops by now and again for a visit with Mr. Rogers. And he's black. Not only is it unusual to have a black authority figure on TV in the late 1960s, but his role makes Officer Clemens the only black recurring character on all of children's television at the time.
6: It's so warm, I was just uh, putting some water on my feet. Oh, it sure is. Would you like to join me? It looks awfully enjoyable, but... I don't have a towel or anything. Oh, you share mine. Okay,
7: sure. Francois removes his tall military boots, rolls up his pants, and Mr. Rogers gently soaks Francois's feet with the hose.
6: That feels better already. Good.
7: A few years before this, in 1964, a group of black teenagers protested segregation at a Florida motel. They didn't do it by picketing or by sitting on the lobby floor. They protested by jumping in the motel pool for a swim.
6: Cool water on a hot day. Hmm.
7: The motel's owner, James Brock, responded by pouring what he said was muriatic acid into the pool with the intention of burning the protesters. The teens, they were later arrested by Florida police. Swimming pools remained a hotly contested space throughout the so-called civil rights era. And that, probably, is why Fred Rogers was so hot in April in Pittsburgh in
6: 1969. Is that enough? Oh, that's fine. Mm -hmm. Well, I know how busy you are. But sometimes just a minute like this will really make a difference. There, that one's
8: dry.
7: That
6: one. You have great boots to fill, Officer Clements. <laughs> well, you feel well. Thanks thank for you. stopping by. So long. Have a good day. Bye bye. Great to live in a neighborhood with special people
8: like Officer Clements. I'll bet you there weren't 10 white men in this country who would share a towel with a black man. Here in America, being black, sometimes really presented a problem. And those swimming pools, people were behaving in a very, very unkind way. And I talked to Fred about that, how helpless they made me feel. And he said,
7: we'll see, we'll see what we can do, Francois. We hear a lot about empathy these days. The word is everywhere, really. T-shirts and tote bags and Instagram accounts all reminding us that we can choose empathy as if that's all it takes to fix a world that so often feels broken. But if we want to change the world, then we have to take our empathy and do something with it. I'm Carvel Wallace, and this is Finding Fred, a podcast about Fred Rogers from iHeartMedia and Fatherly, in partnership with Transmitter Media. The entirety of the episode in which Fred soaks Francois's feet is incredibly simple, but it's also incredibly powerful. Fred was a master of modeling good behavior for kids because he knew just how effective modeling could be. Here he is in an interview from
6: 1994. I was at this nursery school, and the director had invited this man to come and sculpt in front of the children. She said, I don't want you teaching sculpting I want you simply to sit with the children and do what you feel you'd like to do with the clay." Well, the kids started using clay, that medium, in the most wonderful ways and that wouldn't have happened if this gifted sculptor hadn't loved clay right in front of them.
7: This idea of just doing what you love in front of people as a way of teaching it, of spreading it, loving the clay, as Fred would later call it, has been sitting with me since I first heard it. It echoes ideas I've heard in so many disparate contexts—show, don't tell, attraction rather than promotion—so in that sense, it's a timeless, almost interfaith concept like love thy neighbor or do unto others. And the other thing about it is that rather than pushing me to become some hero, some great leader of men, the idea of loving the clay just calls on me to be the best version of myself that I can be. And then to let that be seen.
3: My favorite, like, recurring Mr. Rogers moment is him feeding his fish.
7: (laughs) This is my friend, Eve Ewing. Eve is a scholar and a writer and a professor and a poet and a comic book writer. She's like everything.
3: You know, I just be writing, you know, I just write like essays and stuff as well.
7: And about those fish. feed the fish.
3: Whenever he feeds the fish, there's like this little jazz piano riff that plays.
7: Give them a little
6: food.
3: Mimicking like the, the actions of the fish as they go up and like open and close their mouths to get the food. Seeing this adult Engage in this small moment of caring for another living creature that requires just like a pause of patience and quiet is just so beautiful to me. He was showing us how to be good, not just through saying like, be good, don't do drugs, don't rob people, whatever, but actually just like doing it, like feeding the fish or helping your neighbor with something, or being nice to somebody that you know that other people are maybe not nice to all the time.
7: Tell me more about the role that Fred Rogers played in your childhood. I know that you're
3: calling him Fred for this podcast, but I can't bring myself to (laughs) do that. I haven't been given, he never got, I didn't get no permission to call Mr. Rogers (laughs) by his first name. Wow. You know, that's a lot. Um, Right. I think he's just, you know, somebody that I can say that's always been there in my life in the same way that Maria and Gordon from Sesame Street have always been there. There's a way in which that can sound like kind of sad that these TV adults played this role in my life. But my mom was working full time out of the house and my dad was home with me and he will say, quite proudly and and candidly that um, his strategy was to basically like have me watch PBS all day (laughs) and he will attribute much of my success as an adult to this parenting strategy. But I think that I think as an adult, I've um, come to realize that that was very intentional Mm. that these were adults entering my life that I could view as like trustworthy caring adults even if I didn't know them personally that that I see that now in retrospect as like a, a form of public intervention yes uh, or like a public service that was very intentional
7: Fred Rogers was one of the first makers of TV to recognize that it could be a constant positive presence for kids who didn't always have that at home He liked to say that attitudes are caught, not taught. It's what happens when you watch someone love the clay in front of you. And he didn't just demonstrate how to work with the clay or tie your shoes or draw with crayons. He actually showed kids that doing the right thing can make them feel good. One thing I've learned in my 45 years on this planet is that doing the right thing does not always feel good. Sometimes it can take a lot of effort to overcome habit or instinct to do the right thing. One of the key ways that Mr. Rogers showed us how to be good was accepting people, accepting people as they are. And that, for me, is one of the most difficult lessons from Fred Rogers. It's particularly difficult these days, with Nazis marching in the streets and conspiracy theorists on cable news. If being good means accepting those people as they are, well, first, I'm not sure if I can do it. Am I supposed to do it? Is it supposed to feel good? I have been thinking a lot about just how to understand this moment and also how to understand where Fred fits into that. And one specific question that I've been asking everyone is that Fred has this, uh, now, now I feel self-conscious calling him Fred, but I'm ready. uh, uh, But Fred has this, um, I
3: know your parents did not raise you to call. No, I know. I know. We're going to let that go. We're we're going to have to
7: edit this and post. Um, (laughs) I, he, there's this thing about, I like you the way you are, or it's you. I like, it's you. I like, yeah. And these are, These are really, and this is a really fascinating for me theological concept. I even asked my therapist about this, and I was like, what about the bad people? Like, what about?
3: (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't matter. That's what grace is. And I
7: wonder how you parse that out the idea that we are not accepting and tolerating of certain people's behavior because it does harm the least of us.
3: Man, that's so tricky. Um, I'm not a theologian, although I've spent a lot of time around theologians. So my non theologian reading of that is that's the idea of grace. That's what grace is, mm. right? The idea that God's love is unconditional and that you're great just the way you are, just just by being you, that's enough. Now, I think that there's a, a subtle difference between that idea and saying that everything you do is fine, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, To me, what Mm. I hear when I hear it's you I like or the idea of loving people unconditionally is that I I don't believe in monsters. I really don't. Mm. I don't believe that the vast majority of people who...
8: start
7: having sex and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily
1: to die for is available now listen for free on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts
2: or wherever you get your podcasts as important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner
7: gene eugene fodor gene was we'll booted
2: much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you ride the books, and the last
8: on the business. I understand now, it is a wise man uh, a wise woman.
2: But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas.
5: Get down! I'm not stupid, Jean. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Huh? Oh! Jean! Run!
2: So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have
5: so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s. She looked like a million bucks. With zero qualifications.
0: She had a Harvard plaque
5: employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients.
0: Hide your money in your old rich (laughs) man, because she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen
5: of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts,
3: or wherever you get your podcasts. Do harm, do so, because they're inhuman. I, I believe that people harm others for so many complicated reasons that usually have to do with some variation of they themselves have been harmed and have never been given any opportunity to heal from that harm or because our society disregards others because they're considered marginal. Now that being said, uh, You know, as the old saying goes, like, Jesus loves you, Jesus forgives you. That doesn't mean I have to, you know. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Mr. Rogers' ministry doesn't have to be everybody's ministry. So Mr. Rogers is a person who came out and said, I love everybody unconditionally. And that's not something everybody's able to do. And that is okay. You know, I think that that's fine.
7: Accepting people as they are is a lofty goal. Not everyone is able to do that. I'd guess most of us can't always do that. And sometimes it's way more complicated than just accepting someone. How do you accept someone when the thing that they're doing is hurting you or hurting your family or your community? We'll be right back.
1: Teething can be a real nightmare for your little ones. So are you looking for the best relief to soothe teething pain? Well, Highlands Naturals Baby Oral Pain Relief can help ease the pain. It's gentle, natural active ingredients like chamomile and arnica. They'll soothe your baby's mouth and gums. No chemicals, no funny business. Highlands is a kinder way to care for teething. Get yours at highlands.com slash kind. That's H-Y-L-A-N-D-S dot com slash kind.
4: Claims based on traditional homeopathic practice, not accepted medical evidence, not FDA evaluated.
8: Advertising is online and delivered where you are, just like this radio ad. Want to know what else is delivered where you are? We'll give you a hint. It's shiny, has a honk, and comes with special features that you get to personally pick out, like leather or cloth, sunroof or moonroof, or four-wheel drive versus all-wheel drive. Yeah, a car, a CarMax car. Buy online, get it delivered to you. It's car
2: buying reimagined. CarMax. Available within a 60-mile radius of select stores. See CarMax.com for details. Some restrictions apply. It's impossible to escape the news about the climate crisis these days. But all those headlines can be frustrating. What are we as individuals able to do about it? Luckily, you can take the first step with Ren. We're a website designed to help you calculate your carbon footprint so you can offset it by funding projects that plant trees, protect the rainforest and more. Just head to wren.co answer a few questions about your lifestyle, figure out the size of your carbon footprint and learn how to reduce it. Since no one can reduce their carbon footprint to zero, you can also offset it on top of reducing it. And once you sign up to make a monthly contribution to offset your carbon footprint, you'll get monthly updates from the tree planting, rainforest protection and carbon removal projects you support. You get to see the Trees you planted and what your money is spent on. It will take a lot to end the climate crisis, but you can start helping today with REN. Go to REN.CO, W R E N.CO, and if you sign up with the referral code IHEART, REN will plant 10 extra trees in your name.
7: Fred Rogers was a master of loving the clay of demonstrating and modeling the graciousness and neighborliness that he wished to see in the world. And he did it on TV, where millions of children could mimic what Fred was modeling, but they could also learn how to love the clay in their own way. Even though Mr. Rogers' neighborhood belonged to Mr. Rogers, Fred also had dozens and dozens of television neighbors, each of whom demonstrated their own gifts and talents for the toddler audience. I have never not
8: sang. I've always been able to sing a song. It was all, At first, you know, it was kind of like a trick. My aunts and uncles and cousins would ask me to sing.
7: In Mr. Rogers' neighborhood, Francois Clemens played the police officer, the singing
8: police officer. My nickname was Buttercup, and the older I get, the more I love that name, <laughs> little Buttercup. And they used to say, Buttercup, come over here, child, and sing this song for me. And I would come over and I'd sing for my Aunt Clara, my Aunt Hattie, my Aunt Emma.
7: Clemens is something of a phenom. A Grammy-winning singer of opera and jazz, he founded the Harlem Spiritual Ensemble, which preserves and performs traditional American Negro spirituals. Francois was part of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood for more than 20 years, but that footbath episode in 1969 made him an icon. I had
8: no idea that scene would have that kind of an effect. Everywhere I went people wanted to tell me their private story about that scene. Some were having discussions in their homes. And that scene came on. They said, Mom, look, Mom, Dad, look, Dad, there's Francois and Mr. Rogers with their feet in the same pool. One's black and one's white. I said, yes, they are, aren't they?
7: And they're friends. But long before he met Fred... Francois was like a lot of the kids who would eventually grow up watching Mr. Rogers. He was lonely. Francois told me that his parents were clinically depressed, so he learned to look to other people for affection and care.
8: Some of the things people say, oh, there's nothing like a mother's love. Oh, there's nothing like family. I questioned that from a very, very young age. When my parents did not act right in the sense of trust— and love and nurturing, I turned to uh, a teacher or to a social worker or to uh, a parent of one of my peers. They responded to me in a way that I thought my parents should have.
7: But some of that care was a little bit more like charity than love. And growing up in America in the 1950s meant that help was sometimes suffused with racism.
8: The truth is, the simple answer is, I, I was two people in one and that was the one that was very sad to know that there were people who disliked me who pushed me away simply because of my color i i could not deny it i didn't try to deny it but then there were those who said oh you need a new suit come come with us we're going to go buy you a new suit or they said look at that boy's shoes come on we're going, we're going to take you downtown and buy you a pair of shoes it would have confused The average kid but since my parents weren't doing it and i knew that i needed a new suit i i had a sense of wanting to dress decently and be clean so in my mind i said i have to wait and see what they're going to do who are these people are they going to push me away are they going to
7: see to it that i have a, a winter coat francois was singing at a church the first time he encountered fred When he invited me to come on to the
8: program and to have a regular singing part, I said, Fred, I will be very happy to be on your program as long as it doesn't interfere with my singing. And he looked at me and he told me later, he said, Francois, that is the moment that I loved you because you We're not going to kiss my ass. And that's what
7: everybody else was doing. Those are his words. Officer Clemens first appeared in the neighborhood in August of 1968. He says it took a while for him to get used to working with Fred Rogers. He was a
8: very unusual positive energy. It was not negative, but it was just so damn unusual. And by that, I mean those puppets... Uh, caused me a lot of hours of <laughs> of thinking. What on earth was a grown man doing playing with those puppets? I'm a ghetto boy. So was some, I knew some black men who were halfway trying to act right, but I never knew none who could play with no puppets. You know, so I could I just couldn't wrap my head around it. And so I was looking at him. <laughs> I was looking at him carefully.
7: But ultimately, Francois found in Fred a kindred spirit, a willing, creative collaborator, and a true friend who loved him in a way that Francois hadn't quite experienced before. Fred Rogers
8: recognized something in me before I did. When I got with Fred and he began to do these uh, little extra things that was over and beyond the call of duty, I... I was confused by that. Why is this white guy sticking with me? Why is he so persistently wonderful? So when he said, you're special, and you know how, just by being you, and I like you, just the way you are, and you make every day a special
7: day. One instance in particular stands out to Francois many years later. Mr. Rogers was wrapping the show the way he always wrapped the show, changing his shoes, removing his sweater.
6: You've made it a special day for me. You know how. By just your being yourself. Yeah. There's only one person in the whole world like you,
8: and I like you just the way you are. I I don't even know how to explain it, except we had locked eyes all the way across this big studio. And I dared to say to myself, he's talking to me. But he talks, he says that every every time I come to a, a show that he's filming, he's saying that. Why was he saying that to me today? There was something in his voice, something in his eyes. It was important to me to ask him, Fred were you talking to me? I had never had somebody say that to me in my whole life. Oh, Lord, I can't tell you. When he said, yes, yes, I've been talking to you for two years, and you heard me today. There was such a divine explosion. I can't explain it any other way. It was inside of me, it was outside of me, it was in him, it was in our eyes. I saw divinity. that's the only thing I could tell people. I have never experienced anything like it since, and I just collapsed in his in his arms
7: for Francois, the prospect of being accepted fully and completely was a near-religious experience. But it was also a complicated one, because Francois had a secret, a big secret, that he had been keeping from almost everyone. Would Fred accept him, even if he knew that secret too? Would Fred truly like him just the way that he was?
8: I remember calling Fred on the telephone. I said, I've got to tell you something. And he said, yes. And that's when I really said to him, I'm gay, Fred. He said to me, I will always love you, Francois. So that's not what we're discussing. What we are discussing is the role that you'll be able to play on Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. And what does it mean
7: if you choose to come out? Fred Rogers loved and accepted Francois Clemens. And in 1969, it was a radical act to show a black man and a white man sharing a footpath. But having an openly gay man performing on a children's show, that felt to Fred even riskier.
8: And the thing that he impressed upon me was the advertisers, there'd be enormous pressure on them from certain corners in our society that condemn. Homosexuality. And the thing he said to me was Francois, they're going to say terrible things about you and about me and about our program. And he said, All of our work, all of our valuable work and research will be lost. Is that what you want? And I said, of course, no, of course not. Then he said, You you cannot come out. You cannot. They will not tolerate a, they will not tolerate a gay person, and especially on a children's television program. It simply could not be done.
7: How did that make you feel? <sighs> It was one of the lowest
8: uh one of the lowest moments of my life realizing that uh, th- I think that was the moment I decided to go back into the closet and stay.
7: Francois had spent years learning to love and accept himself. And here he was presenting a crucial part of that self to Fred, and though Fred reiterated his unconditional love for Francois, he still didn't believe that the wider world was ready to accept Francois just the way he was. Fred was faced with the question of weighing the needs of his friend with the preservation of his own larger mission, reaching as many children as possible.
8: There were those in the black community, oh my goodness, who said to me how important it is that there's a black face on that children's show appearing fairly regularly, Francois. The ghetto kid needs to know that they too can go from the ghetto to Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. They, uh, they really impressed upon me how important it was that there would be no scandal, no disgrace to the race. Boy, did I, I zipped it up then. So even though there were things going on at Stonewall, I absolutely did not have the luxury Of coming out if I were going to be continue on Mr. Rogers neighborhood and I've said this to many people who tried to say well he rejected you and he didn't want you on the program and this and that blah blah I can't tell you how much I thought about that I I, I say there was there was a period of time with me when it was obsessive I can't be myself I can't have a normal life what a sacrifice
7: Francois Clemens made an enormous sacrifice. In a very real sense, that sacrifice may have been responsible for 30 years' worth of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, because who's to say how long a show with a gay black man would have even stayed on the air in the late 1960s? And there's another irony, that for all of Fred's stated commitment to commercial-free television for kids, he still felt worried about protecting advertisers from the pressure of Francois' coming out. So where did that leave Francois? He had to swallow his pain, and he had to carry it. He had to accept this denial of honesty as the price of being a part of a work like Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood that did do so much good for so many people. Fred Rogers' love meant liberation for Francois Clemens, but not complete liberation. That would be for Francois to find on his own. But he did learn from Fred. For nearly three decades, he watched Fred love the clay, demonstrate practical care and real goodness, and he saw how the transmission of that care through millions of TV screens could have a domino effect, and he decided that that result was too good to endanger. Would I have made the same kind of personal sacrifice? Would you? Francois's professional singing career took more and more of his time. His final scene on the show was in 1993, and he hadn't appeared dressed as a police officer in almost a decade. But in that last episode, he showed up at Mr. Rogers' porch, just as Fred was starting to soak his feet.
6: Hmm. You know, I've been sitting here thinking about different ways people have of showing love to each other and to themselves. I like to think of things like that.
8: Hey, Fred.
6: Francois Clemens. Hi, hey. welcome. Thank you. How you doing? <laughs> Fine. How are you today? Fine. My feet were tired, so I thought I'd just soak them for a while in this water. Does it make them feel better? It does. Would you like to try? Sure.
7: It does feel good.
6: I was thinking about uh, many different ways of saying I love you. Singing is one of my ways of saying I love you. Oh, I know that. Do you have time to, uh, to give a song to my friend and me? I sure do. There are many
3: ways to say I love you. There are many
8: ways to say I care about you. Many ways, many ways, many ways to say I, I've sung it a million times, and I still love it.
3: There's the singing way to say I love you
8: I get such the a dose something, something. of Fred love. That's what I call it. I'm so blessed. Ways, I'm very grateful. Many ways to say I love you.
6: I'm so proud of you, Francois. Oh, thank
8: you, Fred.
7: Next time? They called it
6: Fred time. He slowed the pace down, and that gave him the opportunity to express his love and care for other people and reach
7: out and touch our hearts as well. Finding Fred is produced by Transmitter Media. The team is Dan O'Donnell, Jordan Bailey, and Maddie Foley. Our editor is Sarah Nix. Editorial help from Michael Garofalo. The executive producer for Transmitter Media is Greta Cohn. Executive producers at Fatherly are Simon Isaacs and Andrew Berman. Music by Blue Dot Sessions and Allison Layton brown And thanks to the team at iHeart. I'm Carvel Wallace. Thanks for listening.
4: Teething can be a real nightmare for your little ones. Highlands Naturals baby oral pain relief tablets can help ease the pain. Its gentle natural active ingredients like chamomile and arnica soothe your baby's mouth and gums. Made with ingredients derived from plant, minerals and other sources, free of harsh chemicals, you can count on Highlands for serious pain relief for your teething baby. Highlands is a kinder way to care for teething. Visit highlands.com/kind. That's h y l a n d s.com/kind. Claims based on traditional homeopathic practice, not accepted medical evidence, not fda evaluated.
2: Here at Freddy's, we could tell you how our original double is a steak burger made with 100% lean ground beef, cooked to order with deliciously crispy edges and finished off with our Freddy's famous seasoning. But, we'd rather let our original double speak for itself. Couldn't have said it better ourselves. Enjoy food made fresh. The Freddy's way. Tap now or learn more at freddysusa.com.
4: do you suffer from zoom fatigue otter.ai is here to help use otter.ai to get automatic meeting notes you can even step away from the meeting and catch up anytime get started for free at otter.ai or download in the app stores that's otter.ai hello
3: Listen to Woke F Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: I used to have so many men...